REI Conversion is a complete system to help you simplify your land investing business. With our core land management and CRM tool called REI Pebble, it streamlines the entire process of land investing. From automated printing and mailing of your offer letters, to easy document generations for contracts, to purchase agreements, all the way to tracking and managing your properties, buyer, and seller leads. REI Pebble helps you and your team save time, automate, and organize, allowing you to run your land investing business from anywhere and giving your land business the tools and system the chance to scale and grow. Get an exclusive extended free 30-day access into REI Pebble today. Take advantage of our low bulk mailing rates with no commitments by going to www.fearlessmillionaire.com pebble. Welcome to uh, the No Fear Investing Show. Good to be here. Um, and if you're new here, by the way, let us know in the comments below. You can say new or hello in the comments. That way we can see you and uh, say what's going on. By the way, also, if you have any questions along the way, uh, let us know in the comments. And we'll try to get them answered here live or on the replay, if you're watching on the replay. All right. Mike, I, we got a really interesting topic today. I know uh, we've been, you know, discussing in the past about using virtual assistants, but more specifically today, our topic is uh, what we want to discuss with uh, with our members is how to gain an extra two days. And how this came about was um, I was listening to uh, this this guy. Uh, you've probably heard of him. Remember that book, The Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Does that ring a bell for you, Mike? A little bit. A little bit. There was a book. A um, I would, I would, I would check it out. It's, uh, it's pretty good. But the book, uh, he he did a talk, and he was talking about like how to save time and all this stuff. It was really interesting. Um, I would check it out if you haven't. If our, you know, if you haven't read this book, guys, I would definitely check it out. But it's just about like saving time and being more productive with the time that you have uh, and how to shave, you know, time, how to do things better, faster, efficiently, be more productive. So with that being said, Mike, what, what is maybe one of your favorite ways to be more productive? Why don't we kick it off from there? Um, I like to, I, I'm like a schedule person. Okay. It drives my wife insane. My wife's <laughs> not. It really drives me insane because she's not. And, you know, because it's like, even like you're going out to there. Well, when are we going out there? Where are we going? You know, I, yeah. I want to be this. So that, but, but the schedule keeps me on task. Okay. Because if I just go into my office and I just start doing stuff, I'll get three, four, five things going. Yeah. And then I feel like I'm a hamster in a hamster reel, mm, wheel wheel. Mm, spinning, mm. you know, just going around. And I don't get anything accomplished. Yeah. But if I go in there and I'm organized and I got a task list, it literally saves me time. I know that I've tried that. I, you know, I've tested out time management stuff. I used to think was the craziest thing in the world. You used to think it like it was but, a waste of time, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I had somebody ask me to take a time management class one time and say, I have time to take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I finally, they, they all but forced me to take it, but it was great. I mean, it, it really does that an organization like, like right now, mm -hmm. thank God you really can't see it, <laughs> your but, but I, I'm not the most organized on my desk right now. 
Okay. And that slows down my productivity, which slows down. I, I, I lose hours. Mm. Um, so usually once a week, I will go through and try to reorganize, get everything in order. Usually for the upcoming week, obviously that didn't happen this week. Um, but that's that's some of the ways that literally helps me save time. It, it sounds mm. very basic and, and, and elementary, but it does. It does help. Well, yeah, I remember I remember um, this quote. Well, I don't remember it, but I'm going to try. Uh, it was by Henry <laughs> Ford. It was by Henry Ford. It had to do with money, but it had to do – there's a great correlation to time. And he said that if you watch your penny, I'm going to butcher this. It's like if you watch your pennies, if you manage your pennies properly, you can build wealth, something like that. And I've heard the same quote uh, used for time, that if you manage your moments or your minutes properly, you can gain so much more. Uh, so let me ask you this, because I can totally relate to you know being either distracted or having an open door policy and stuff like that. And just when you're kind of in the zone, you you know can get veered off pretty quick. But what is there any tools that you like to use uh, when you're like you know going on that schedule? Is there something specific that you go to like every day, like it's the go to thing for you? Um. I've tried and tried because I know you're the technical person. I've tried to get on the, the notes thing on my phone and I I have done that now. Yeah. And, but when you delete something or check it off, it does help. Yeah. Um, I'm about 70% there. I still have a notepad too, that, that I put stuff on, but, (laughs) but, but that does help. So that keeps me on track to do things. Um, and there's something I was going to add to that. That was, uh, when you're while you're thinking about it, <clears throat> I will tell you this. I used to be like, um, I don't know, a master. Okay, a master at like getting all these softwares. <laughs> I used to have like, an, like three different to do apps. I used to have like five different, um, you know, scheduling apps and to dos and checklists and all that stuff. And I used to like test all these out. And some of them I would use consistently, but then I started reducing since 2016. I've just been reducing not only the physical items I own, but also the digital items that I own, including apps, right? And I used to like, for example, for note taking, I used to use Evernote. I used to use Google Keep. And then I used to use Apple Notes. And I said, you know what? I'm done. So I, I got rid of Google Keep. I got rid of Evernote and I moved all my notes into my notes just one app is all I go to. So when you mentioned reminders, that's kind of what I've done also. I've really reduced my apps to what I've done. Have you used a software for um, uh, booking your calendar? I think we use the same one, but I, 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 have you like enjoying that? I think you're using, like what do you use to book your appointments? Yeah, yeah I use the Acuity. And, and yes, yeah. I do love that. Yeah. It, it's, it's not because number one, here's where that saves time. Right. Uh, let's take Donald just because he popped up on the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Donald doesn't have to email me to say, Mike, when are you available? I don't have to take time to look at my schedule exactly. and say, well, I'm available then and, and go back and forth. He goes directly to my calendar. He can plug it. He can see when I'm available. He can plug in an appointment. And it th- that saves a lot of time. People don't realize, especially you get several students doing that. That's a huge saver. It's a huge time saver. It's actually, it's so much of a waste of time. Whenever I hear someone and I just literally was talk, contacting um, like a bank the other day and we were trying to get on, on the phone and I was like, do you have a link, a calendar link? No, I don't. What days are you available? 
and they're listing all these dates and different times. I'm like, give me a break. Just the time to write out all those shenanigans is a waste of time, right? And then and then you're going back and forth and you gotta agree and you gotta change it up. It's like, give me a break. So like I think it's it should be mandatory. Everybody in business should have a calendar link because it's the best way to set appointments. It's it's the best it, way it to really set is. Yeah. It really is. And you can integrate good. No, go ahead with. I was gonna say, even if you have a calendar link, you can integrate it with Google Calendar. I know a lot of people use Google Calendar. It is one of the best robust calendars out there. Uh, but even if you don't, even if you use Apple Calendar or Google Calendar, either one, it, the good thing is it still integrates. These these softwares still integrate with each other. It just makes it easier for your end user and yourself. You it automatically books. It automatically sends the person. You can automatically send them like uh, your Zoom link or your uh, Blue Jeans. Blue Jeans is another a newer, uh, you know, conferencing or go-to webinar. Whatever it is you're sending someone, uh, you can automatically get that over to them or a phone number, conference call line, whatever it is. Cal calendars in general, there it's a safety thing too because you know it's like why well, a business partner we share calendars because if I went out in the field or something and and let's say I went to look at a house that may have been local, if I don't come back. He can look at my calendar and say, oh, well, he was scheduled at 2 o'clock to be there. Sorry. At 5 o'clock, he haven't heard from him. At least he has a starting point. So there's yeah. a safety factor involved in that, too. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. And, I, and you know, it, it's kind of funny. Before you actually, um, you know, we went back and forth, on, or, or you said over the topic for this evening. Mm -hmm. Earlier today, I actually had a meeting um, with my VAs. Yeah. Because things were starting to, um, they were doing their job, but it was taking longer. I was mm. losing time with them. Yeah. And we kind of had a meeting and kind of, you know, tied up some loose ends, kind of reiterated the way things needed to flow on getting, you know, due diligence, marketing photos, different things they were doing. Mm. We've got it back. A fit, and it's amazing because, I, I looked at my email right when I came in and like all this stuff that I've been, you know, waiting a couple of days for yeah. miraculously appeared in three <laughs> hours. Um, and it, 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 we're all human. So, so sometimes you need to have a meeting and say, you know, we got to get back to fishing. Because it was costing time. It was, and time is money. And That's you know, true. I had those things in place where you talk about, um, building wealth, those things are in place because they help build wealth because yeah. they're putting thing, putting other things in motion to, to move properties and things like that. It goes back to that famous saying of time is money, right? And that's a big saying it in is. business. You know, it's a big saying in business. Um, what has been your favorite part about having a VA uh, in your business? And has it saved you? Because this can go either way. Some people will say, well, having a VA, I have to explain all these things to them. Having a VA, has it saved you time or has it been more of a time waster? I will tell you, when you initially convert to VAs <laughs> for things, it, 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 it is a little bit of a time thing. But here's what I did, mm. because I have changed VAs periodically throughout. Anytime I do a training with a VA, it's recorded, screen captured, everything's recorded. Because if that VA goes on to bigger and better or we just don't work out, yeah. the next VA, I can give them those videos so I don't have to sit there, you know, for two hours, three hours and explain things. 
watch these videos, make notes, let me know your questions. Yeah. Um, and I'm not regurgitating everything. No, that that's a great point. And I think what a lot of people fail to realize is most of the time, why I think that's so crucial what you're doing recording, it's so important. Um, and by the way, you know, if everyone's wondering on the technical side, you can record those, you know, whether you can record on Zoom or you can screen record your your, your, your screen, whatever you need to do there. Um, but you can upload all those videos into like a Google Drive or a Dropbox and you can label each video and you can put them into folders. And mo most importantly, like Mike is saying, you're gonna need this for your next uh, assistant. And I wanna tell you why. It's, it's sometimes you're not gonna be lucky with your first assistant. You're not gonna be lucky with your second, maybe even your third. They may last a period of time. And then all of a sudden, cause that's you growing, like that's you coming in as an entrepreneur and a business owner, you're feeling it out, you're working it out. And then all of a sudden you may say, okay, well this person's not doing everything I need them to do. Let me add on another one in a specific area of business and a spe specific uh, tasks in my business or it just might not work out because you need someone who's more dedicated, more faster, whatever it may be. So keep that in mind because I think what happens to a lot of people, Mike, is they they go at it, they think they're hiring the, for the first time and that VA is gonna be the first one and their only one. And yeah, yeah, it's furthest from the truth. I mean, I've gone through, I've gone through four personal ex assistants in the, and now that's in over 10 years though. And you know, my longest one was was just with me. She was the longest one. She was with me for um, six six years um, out of out of those ten. The other, you know, the other ones didn't go so well. And I'm on my, you know, I'm on my newest one, who's been with me now for a year. And it's it's hard uh, in the beginning. You know, you kind of you, you walk through the steps and all that stuff. Anyway, Mike brings up a great point. Mike, we also uh, I know we've talked about this in the past, and I know some people do it for their business, their real estate business. What um, let's talk about answering services because that's a big thing. That's a big thing from sellers. It's a big thing from buyers, uh, and that saves that could save a boatload of time. Just one of our members the other day was talking about, um, you know, the tire kickers. There's a lot of tire kickers. So let's talk a little bit about answering uh, answering services and how that's helped you. Yeah, answering services can be good for for a variety of reasons. Obviously, it keeps you from answering the call, taking initial calls. Also, um, a lot of times people are reluctant to leave messages, voicemails, if if your call goes to a voicemail. So with the answering service, nine times out of ten, it's going to be picked up by a live person. They're going to capture that person, mm. and they're going to screen that call. Um, I know at one point I had my assistant taking all my calls. I never took – I don't care if you just called to chit-chat. You were going <laughs> – him at first unless you know you had my my personal <laughs> cell phone but um uh and i didn't do that because i thought i was more important it just i was just trying some things i wonder why but, when i tried uh, to call you it just kept ringing and <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 whatever so but but yeah the answering and, and you know and it's asking questions about the properties things like that and that may be an answering service that does that or that may actually be a va that does that talk a little bit about answering uh answering services and how that's helped you yeah answering services can be good for for a variety of reasons obviously it keeps you from answering the call taking initial calls also um a lot of times people are reluctant to leave messages voicemails if if your call goes to a voicemail so with the answering service nine times out of ten it's going to be picked up by a live person they're going to capture that person Mm. And they're going to screen that call. 
Um, I know at one point I had my assistant taking all my calls. I never took, I, I don't care if you just called to chit chat, you were going <laughs> him at first, unless you know, you had my, my personal cell phone. <laughs> but, um, uh, and I didn't do that because I thought I was more important. It just, I was just trying some things. I no wonder why but, when I tried um, to call you, it just kept ringing. And <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, the answering, and, and you know, and it's asking questions about the properties, things like that. And that may be an answering service that does that, or that may actually be a VA that does that. That's so true. Um, you know, you know, you can have a VA column back out, um, getting follow-ups and things like that. So and that comes out a lot because you hear that a lot about um, people's like, well, I don't want to get bogged down on the phone. And I get that. Now I'm a phone person, so it doesn't bother me. Mm. Uh, but it, but it does, as you scale your business, that's things you got to think about because that's time spent. Is that a good way of spending your time on the phone all the time? Mm. Or are you at a place in your business that you can farm that out? You got you to gotta look at your expenses and things like that yeah. for that. Well, that's a good point yeah. you bring up about, you know, where is best, where best should your time be allocated? So I think what's important in that statement that you're making is know what your, I call it highest and best skill. So if your skill set and you really enjoy like being on the phone, talking to buyers and, and that's what you really enjoy, then you should be doing that more often, right? And then kind of delegate the rest. If you're really good at Excel spreadsheets and maybe dropping mail or writing letters or getting contracts out, whatever it may be, then you should spend the majority of your time doing that. It reminds me of a client we had a few years ago, I don't know, three or four years ago, uh, Monica, who was great, loved being on the phone, but also writing letters. And she was writing addresses while she was on the phone. That was like her thing. She did those two things and she subbed everything else out. And she was great at building relationships. She had people coming back to her, calling her over and over again from months later, even after offers had gone out, just because they remembered the, the conversation, the relationship that she built with them on the phone. Um, and, and I think that's uh, a really important, uh, whoa, I, oh, okay, excuse me. I just Everything just disappeared over here. <laughs> Fire the production manager. <laughs> You're fired, Peter. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I, I can, gosh, we've talked about two or three things right there alone that can save a boatload of time. By the way, anyone who's listening and if you have used any of these services, let us know. Um, if you've, what, what's been your uh, biggest time saver in your business. Let us know in the comments below what's been your biggest time saver in your business, uh, you know, from before to now when you compare it real quick. Mike, what has been your favorite out of all the stuff that we've just talked about and maybe other stuff we haven't? What's been your best time saver? It's really been incorporating VAs in certain aspects of my business. Mm. And I tell you, and to swing back to what we were talking about recording the trainings that you have with VAs, those aren't not only good for future VAs, but it's also good for the VA that that's you know you've just hired that you've done that training that may have a question. He may be supposed to do a task. What if you're gone? He has to email you, say, "Hey, tell me exactly how to do this again." If that video is available, he can review it, click on it, and keep the production going. Mm. Doesn't necessarily have to stop. Yeah, it's true. Um, so, so I, I like that aspect because they, 
you know, anything that I don't like doing in my business, I'm not going to do it efficiently anyway. It, it, you, you just don't. The yeah. things I like doing in my business, then I'll do efficiently and, and do well at usually. But the things I don't like to do, and that's, you know, the, the due diligence, the scrubbing list, getting list, any of that stuff, mm. I'd rather somebody else do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's probably one of the biggest things that I like right that that's going on in my business right now. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I, I, I actually, Nathan, at one point, probably a year or so ago, I actually had, I was two step back from my business. Mm. So I kind of earlier this year took back over my business, so to okay. speak, and, and did some adjustments with some VAs, mm. um, to keep me more in the know and in the loop. So, uh, that actually was beneficial in the long run to do that. Okay. Well, that's that's really interesting. Um, one of the things you mentioned about, you, so first of all, you said the biggest thing that's made a big impact, a big time saver is having virtual assistants in, in your business. Absolutely. Um, your recommendation, just out of curiosity, do you have like an assistant for every task or do you have like one assistant for everything? How does How do you break that down? I have a couple assistants. I have one virtual assistant group that I work with. Like I got mm. a go-to. Okay. And then they may assign it out to oh, other okay. VAs. Okay. So you have like a manager. Yeah. So okay. to speak. Yeah. Okay. Manager. Okay. And they may manage out or, or, or farm out. I like I have a particular person that does all of my marketing. I don't necessarily talk to them directly, but I know who he is. I know he's the one that does it. Mm. Um, whereas another person does my due diligence. Another person does my scrubbing and things. So mm. I've got that particular team in place, but I have one person I can go to. And like, for example, today we had a meeting. I, I, I include that one person in that, in that email and they, she made it happen. Yeah. She had she cracked the whip and right. got everybody back that, in. Uh, that definitely sounds yeah. like that definitely sounds like you have a project manager on your team and then they're delegating it yeah. out, which is really good. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, that's huge. That's very powerful. Um Donald is saying, I like talking to my buyers. However, having VAs answer seller calls saves me the most time. Just to add on, I have the VAs scrub my list, pictures, and listing descriptions. Wow, that that sounds like a lot going on right there. I love it. Well, Donald is pretty automated. <laughs> yeah, well, that frees him up a lot. Yeah, exactly. To do all these closings he does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, he also adds. Uh, it's a question: Do your VAs follow up with your sellers, or do you all follow up with your sellers after the first offer has been sent out? You want to go? You want to take that first? Um, it depends. A lot of times, I'll get involved now. But I try to keep everything via email or text with them. Wow. Um, what with text? It works. The text works? Yeah, with, yeah, I had a seller actually today. They yeah. called me, they emailed me and texted me. Just um yeah. It's been a little bit. They're just finding out about their property. Yeah. Um so yeah. You know, text you know, text has the highest open rate out of all marketing, you know, material that's, a, that's out there, right? It's the highest open, yeah. right? You know, like 99.9%, everybody opens up their text messages. Um, 
I, I think it reminds me, it's just too much back and forth, back and forth. I I like to like annihilate that, but that's that is a good point, and there are softwares out there that can make that a little bit easier. Um, oh man, I just I don't know. I'm not ready for it, Mike. Maybe, maybe I should <laughs> clarify okay. what my my responsibility with a seller is. Okay, my responsibility is one really to cut. I'm like the person that just smooths things over. Or talk to them. Okay. If there's specifics about the property, does it have sewer, that sort of stuff, or or HOA stuff? Yeah. If I don't email it, then I have a, an assistant that will find out those particulars on the property. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. I do the easy stuff. I do. <laughs> yeah. And guys, just so you know, on that's Mike's side. On my side, when it comes to working with sellers, because I know this has come up in our group. Uh, by the way, Mike, our group is on fire. It really is. Um, we want to welcome also, uh, we have a new new member in our group. Welcome Florin to yes. our group. He just came in and he's already doing deals and he's uh, really excited to be a part of the group, which is great. Um, and we do have some of our t- members um, getting get to some closings either this week and next week. And we also, uh, it's Scott. Scott and Felipe gotten some progress on their uh, on their yes, offers. I know, I know you work very closely with them. Yes. That's that's awesome. We do ours a little bit differently, and you got every each person's got to see what works for them. Yeah, there's not a wrong way to do it. True, true. Your way's not wrong. My way's not wrong. Right. You got to do what works and what flows for your own business, and that may, as you know, that changes as your business dynamics change. Exactly. You, you've had VAs before. Now you have a, a regular person partner that's doing that part of it. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's a big element, guys. I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. One thing I learned in real estate over the years is there's nothing more powerful than when a seller is calling, right? They're making actually a phone call and there's a live person on the other line. That is really powerful. It just has such an impact. Now, some people may say, oh, let everything go to voicemail so you can weed out the tire kickers. Well, sometimes tire kickers, like, you know, they don't take action like that. They won't make a phone call. You know, it, right. so there's different levels and in, in, in levels of engagement on the person who's interested and ready and willing. Um, also, I know that when I take a call with a seller or I'm working with a buyer and stuff like that, when I do that, I like to dig a little deeper. One of the things, just to add a little uh, spice to this conversation here, one of the things I always like to find out is if that buyer is calling and they have, um, they may be calling about a specific property, but that doesn't mean that property is the one they're going to buy. And I think a lot of people think like, oh, this buyer is calling about this property. They need to buy this property. This is the one. And if it's not the one, bye-bye birdie. That's not the case at all. They may be interested in that property, but you have inventory or another deal from maybe a business partner or whatever it may be, and you have a buyer to buy another deal. And that can go around on the flip side. How about a seller that you're working with? They may be calling to sell, but they may have a friend, a family member, or whatever, and they are interested in selling the land, Right? or the house, or the complex, whatever it may be, um, you have sellers and buyers who know people and also who may be interested in selling more than one uh, piece of property or or buying, um, or they may know someone who buys or they may buy a different property. I know, sorry to mash that all together, but that's the reality. I like to like suck the juice out of them a lot more than, uh, than just going through one one uh, phase of a lead. Hope that makes sense. You you bring up a really good point, especially with buyers. You mm-hmm. should never let a buyer, if you're on the phone with a buyer 
and and the property call about just doesn't work. Maybe it's oh well, it's got an HOA. I didn't want to have an HOA. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Well, I've got this property over here, or let me get your information. Right. And when I get that, the my my inventory is always changing. You should never let that. It's the same way. If you want to test a good sales theory, it sells one on one. Go to a car dealership, ask them about a car with particular things that you know they don't have on the lot. Yeah. And you watch how quickly they will convert you and try to put you to a vehicle they have on that lot. So true. They're not going to let you walk away. So true. Yeah. They want to figure out like what you're in the market for, how long you've been looking, what's your family budget, what's your family conditions, do you want to, whatever it may be. They're going to figure all that out and they're going to show you something before you get off that lot because why? You came on the lot. You're looking to buy, right? You're a buyer. You're a buyer. I just got to get you meshed with the right car, property, whatever it is. Well, that brings me a good point. This is the last time I bought a car, which is like eight years ago. (laughs) I haven't owned a car in so long. Um, But it was actually longer than that. I bought a car in 2011. No, 2010. I bought a car and that was the last time I bought a car. It was 10 years ago. Okay. It was so a anyway, nice car. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a nice car. But Mike, I didn't go on the lot looking for that car. I actually was going onto the lot looking for a Genesis. Um, and I went for the Azera. And it, because it yep. had more bells and whistles, the guy knew. He was like, I, I literally went on the lot saying, I'm looking for a Genesis. He's like, oh, we don't have it. But I got something with more bells and whistles. And I was like, I like bells and whistles. <laughs> Yeah. You're talking about language. <laughs> yeah. So that, that just worked for me, you know? And I walked out of there with the Azera. That worked out a lot better. So that's, uh, it, it, that's, it is what it is. That's how uh, powerful it is. Mike, I want to, I want to wrap up this, uh, this week's episode with completing tasks. I think this is always a nagging thing, maybe for me, maybe for other people. If this nags you, let me know is do you ever have like your to-do list, your reminders? I put everything in my reminders list. And do you ever have those tasks that you just haven't finished that day? To me, it just like trips me up. I get all OCD about it and I just want to get it done. So Mike, what is your recommendation for knocking tasks out, getting it done without, you know, jumping around and stuff like that? You know, there's two schools of thought. Some people say complete the easy stuff, get done, and you get a lot of stuff completed. Um, and it makes you feel good. I, mm. I'm a little bit opposite. I like to tackle the tough things mm. because my mind is for, if it's a tough thing that needs my, my mind fresh, yeah. I'm more likely to do better on it in the morning than after lunch. Um, that's true. that, that's the thing, but yeah. And, and some of them, like I, I do have some tasks that, you know, I will skip over because I don't want to deal with it. Mm. And, and sometimes I have to just literally, I will put it on my calendar from 11 a.m. till 12.30 p.m., you are working on this task. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. You're not looking at email. You're not looking at TV. You're not, this is what you're working on. So true. So true. I mean, you have to kind of, you know, you got to parent yourself. You have to, <laughs> you have to parent yourself. Well, it's kind of true when you're owning your own business, you really have to like manage yourself because there is no manager. You are the manager. You are the owner. So who else? You don't make it happen. It ain't going to happen. Exactly. That's so true. You're sounding more like a stand-up comedian over there. (laughs) Um, One of the, the... 
one of the things that I've learned to do to add to what you're saying to really knock out tasks is I put a date. That's one thing I've done. Like, when does this need to be done? That's like, okay, it needs to be done at this time. I even work with Siri a lot more than I ever have before. By the way, if anybody has a virtual assistant, let us know. Post your favorite or the one you use the most, if you use one at all, your favorite assistant. Maybe it's Google, maybe using Alexa, maybe using Siri. I use Siri. And I've been using Siri a lot more often when I need to remember something. Hey, oh, I can't say it out loud, but hey, lady. (laughs) Hey, girl. Yeah, hey, girl. (laughs) Uh, So I'll I'll call her up and and I'll say, remind me to call Mike at 3 p.m. I'm seeing if she's going to do it at 3 p.m. on this day. And she says, okay, reminder at this time of that day, right? And you can do that with your assistant. Now, guys, we've been talking about a bunch about assistants today, but don't forget the assistants that like sit in the palm of your hand, like all the time. They're there. You have a good point mm. on the on the uh, just the phone thing itself. He, even to the point, you know, you at least my phone. I, I'm assuming everybody else does it. Yeah. You know, I can get uh, get in the car, turn the car on. It hooks up. It tells me how, like, it knows where I'm going. You know, or it'll tell me how far i am from home yeah if there's if i need to go a different route and stuff that all this smart technology stuff is there to maximize your time so true. take advantage yeah it's so true sometimes it just takes a little bending and changing and getting used to it but the more you use it the more you can save time get things done faster and be more efficient and increase your productivity for sure mike this has been good i've enjoyed this it's been a awesome. good session you got good stuff going on there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you got good stuff going on. I hear there's a lot of people going to Florida. Have you been hearing this, like in the group? Did you hear, did you see all the conversation happening that. about everybody's like we're going to Florida? I'm going to Florida. I, I kind of threw out a uh, you know an invitation request to Sarah, but I've not got an invitation. Oh no. <laughs> so, hey, I, I just had this feeling that uh, a lot of people are going to start like looking into florida i don't know what's going on speaking of florida i'm almost may i'll be in florida soon that's all true (laughs) until (laughs) next time mike thanks so much for joining in good to have everybody here thanks so much for chiming in and sharing uh your thoughts and your questions by the way if you have any questions even after and you're watching the replay throw it in the comments and we'll get back to you all right take care see you next week see you mike yeah